Welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, the latest on shares, markets and investments, now available on your Amazon Alexa. Hello and welcome to the UK Investor Magazine podcast, now also available on the Amazon Alexa. For today's podcast, we're very kindly joined by Thomas Balashev, who is a managing partner of Monta Capital. Thomas, thank you very much for being with us today. Thanks so much for inviting me. So, Thomas, you're managing partner of Monta Capital that, that focuses on property here in the UK. Before we get into the conversation and discussion around the UK property market at this point in time, would you be able to give us a bit of background um, about Monta Capital and your role there? Yeah, sure. So we established Monta Capital in early 2020, um, just before the pandemic really got uh, up and running. Um it's been set up as a real estate fund manager. So we are raising money from institutional clients, pension funds, uh, mainly in Europe, Middle East and Asia. And we are looking to aggressively buy and invest into distressed real estate. So we've been in a way fortunate that the hospitality industrial industries have, have kind of really taken a, a nosedive over the last year. So we're quite excited about our strategy. And I think we're looking forward to beginning to execute on stuff this year. So. Obviously mentioned there, COVID, I mean, this is a huge thing for the UK property market. I mean, you, you, you set up, as you said, uh, just before it all started. I mean, is it a case uh, that you've had to put on some of your plans on hold? Um, or have you been able to sort of put some investigative work out through the, the pandemic and now you're sort of really ready to take advantage on the other side? Yeah, so when we when we set this up, we didn't, we had planned about 18 months before, obviously setting up a fund and an investment manager takes a hell of a long time and a huge amount of due diligence and capital to make sure it's structured properly. And we, we had a collective decision that as we were intending to launch in 2020 anyway, um, and our strategy has always been opportunistic. So we're looking to, for value. We're looking for ways to create returns for our clients in any marketplace under any condition that's like by nature um what the focus of the fund is so we've made a collective decision that look do you know what? we can't allow this pandemic to push us back two or three years because it actually might significantly restrict the amount of opportunities we can take through so the only challenge that we've had um is been that the business through the different lockdowns hasn't been able to function properly from the office i'm in the office today because one of my other businesses is permitted to open so that's fortunate for me but as a fund um there's a lot of working from home so that's been the only frustration and now with the travel restrictions we're not easily able to travel the world to meet our investors but those are the only two points that have restricted us everything else in terms of analysis structuring um all of the key things that you need to run a business we are fully operational and ready to go Fantastic. So, Thomas, let's let's now dig down into into the UK property market, the market that you're predominantly focused on. So, there's lots of factors at play here, but of course, I think probably one of the biggest ones um, over the last four years, of course, has been Brexit. We, we've, uh, of course, come to uh, an agreement at the uh, at the beginning of this year. I mean, how do you see that playing out in the UK property market now? Of course, it was a um, a big concern for investors. There, there were lots of um, commentators out there saying that it was holding back purchases. Others, others were saying it would create opportunity. How are you viewing uh, Brexit going forward now? 
Well, no investor and no investment manager has a crystal ball. So you can only ever make calculated assessments of the facts that you have in front of you. You make a, a best case scenario, a worst case scenario, and, and what's the most likely to happen. So what a lot of investors have done from a casual investor all the way to an institutional investor have, have waited. They've had to play a bit of a waiting game. They make plans for one way or the other, but they wait for the final result. So now we've got some type of deal. We're able to, well, we've been able to leave the EU with as, as best as we could hope for. There's some sense of confidence. So prior to that, people sit on their hands as, as any of us do. You want to wait to, no one wants to be the first to a party and it's the same for an investor. So now we've got some clarity. People can make long-term views now. There's a huge sense, in my opinion, a huge sense of optimism in the UK. Um, and I think we've got an opportunity now to really break away from the pack, reinvent the way this this country, this kind of group of countries is, is seen on the global stage. And if it's boxed correctly and the government are a huge part of that, then I think we can bring in huge amount of foreign investment and really change the landscape and the future of the UK for the better. So, I mean, with, with Brexit, as you said, there a lot of people have been setting sitting on their hands. There, you're involved from, from my understanding in both the the residential and commercial side of things. I mean, is is either one of those sectors you feel going to be more heavily impacted by by Brexit? And and does Brexit present an opportunity for either one of those two? As, as I've said many times before, there's no one rule of thumb that extends across uh, investing in general. There's not, right, this is the result and, and as a result, the whole investment world can only operate in this way. As a fund, as an investment company, we try and look through the gaps and look for opportunity where the others don't see it. And that's the key to good investment analysis. So for us, whether this was a bullish market or a bearish market for real estate in the UK, we're going to find a way to make money for our clients. And that's that's the key, I think, with any investment. When you are an investor, whether it's a family office, an institutional investment, just a man or woman on the street, You've got to kind of pick your position. Are you going to sit on the coattails of other people that are leading the charge into a new market? Or are you going to wait and be the last to come into something because it's the quote unquote safest way to do it? So our focus with investing is very, very simple. We have a plan for residential market really floating away and doing exceptionally well. We have a plan for the same for commercial. And we also have plans to to make sure we hit the same IRR for the worst case scenario. So key to good investment is preparation and I think anyone listening to this who has some concerns about what will happen to the residential market is the good thing about property is it's secular first of all and also it's not it doesn't have an instant reaction it's not like some equities that can tank overnight or something crazy like a bitcoin that goes up 300% overnight it has a very very slow kind of the wheels move slowly so proper preparation and I think people will be able to navigate a good or bad residential market and a good or bad commercial market but with with that being said the government have done extremely well in the UK to ensure activity within the market has been maintained it's they're keeping construction open which is extremely useful they're ensuring the delivery of completion of different projects and that will obviously help the residential market stay buoyant Um, and for commercial I have said right from the offset this work from home thing is not the future. Um, So people will have to work from an office. We've seen evidence of productivity slipping. Um, There's a huge desire from people that we deal with in big institutional companies, lawyers, banks that are working from home and are just raring at the bit to get back. So 
the dynamic in the way we work, maybe there's more separation, maybe there's different measurements in place for protection from viruses, but ultimately the world will return to an office. Um, so in the short term, that goes perfectly into our hands to take advantage of office space because if you have a long-term view to that, things will return. And if you're able to get great buildings, pence on the pound, um, and debt is really cheap at the moment, I think we've got a, a really exciting few years ahead. So you, you mentioned there um, government intervention, which is which is a huge theme in, in the UK property market at the moment. And what, what's your view on, on a few different things here, actually, Thomas? So, of course, we've got the, the stamp duty holiday due to, to to be coming to an end in the not too distant future. There's help to buy, which has been in the market for some years now. They're both considerable factors in increasing activity within the, the UK residential housing market. I mean, two things here. Do, do you think when they, they pull these that we're going to see a big downturn in, in residential markets? And, and could that be a, a good opportunity? And also, do do you think that this is something that's been built into markets, uh, housing markets now for for so long that the government will, will just keep extending it? Because if they do pull it out, it's it's going to cause an impact on the uh, the residential market there, uh, which is going to be quite detrimental to existing homeowners. I think. The government has done extremely well in certain things and they, they there's room for improvement in other things that they've done. Um, the Chancellor had a very aggressive plan for stimulus. One of my concerns that I had right from the beginning is I don't think they were viewing the pandemic long term enough. We've now come into a second lockdown that looks like it's essentially going to last longer than the first lockdown. Um, and the country doesn't have a bottomless pit of money that it can keep providing stimulus for. So I believe that when the furlough scheme, the stamp duty holidays end, particularly the furlough scheme. So the reaction, in my opinion, will be employers are keeping people employed, um, even if it's 75 or 80 pence on the pound. I I forgot what the contribution is currently. Um, Once that stops, there's bound to be mass redundancies and mass unemployment. Now, that will then have a knock-on effect maybe from the time that happens in Q3, Q4 for defaults on mortgages. The difference we are here now versus where we were in 2008 to 2010 is that was a mortgage-led crisis. So there was high loan-to-values, there was a lot of poorly assessed loans, and and that was really why the, the, the subprime mortgage disaster collapsed the economy. We aren't in that situation and banks, which were the key to it, are, are, are pretty strong um, and they're still lending, albeit the, the constraints might have tightened, but they are still lending. So that's always a positive. But I think that the market will definitely have an effect and it will probably have an effect in different regions more than it will just collectively over the UK. In terms of stamp duty holiday, there's no real confirmation on whether that will be extended. Um, so we're likely to see a flurry of internal um, activity. You'll get a lot of foreign investment come in now, particularly before the, the foreign investment stamp duty 2% gets added on, I think, is which is in April. So we aren't going to see the end of this maybe for two or three years. So any investor that is liquid um, or that can finance and, and raise debt easily, I think should aggressively look into um, a long-term view in, in, in real estate in the UK. I think it's going to be a very, very exciting time and, and property as a whole will be a cornerstone for people over the next few years. Fantastic. So I just want to touch on now COVID-19 because that's, that's as we 
did touch on very briefly at the beginning there has had a huge impact on the UK property market. I mean, where do you see the, the real opportunity from COVID-19? Of course, I mean, if, if you walk through central London, um, uh, coffee shops have been ripped out. They're sitting empty. Offices are, of course, empty. Um, there's reports of people relocating outside of London due to the new working from home environment that even past COVID-19 uh, people see uh, coming to London. It's something they could do probably sort of once or twice a week as opposed to, to being uh, based here permanently. I know that you're looking at uh, distressed assets particularly. What type of distressed assets would, would the COVID situation throw up for you? Commercial is particularly um, and good opportunities for developments that need equity. So let's give you two examples. So looking at the commercial market, the the repurpose of um, offices into some type of mixed use uh, is, is key. I also think the repurpose of some buildings into logistical and industrial space looks interesting. There's a huge amount of square foot available currently, um, and that will become bigger and bigger and bigger. And what I think is key is our business having a look at where we can sell these these um, these assets to and whom we can sell them to and for what purpose. Because if we have a look at the future, we need to think about where London as a big city, maybe Manchester as well, where they will innovate this space to. Because if you have a look at um, offices, I'm, I'll be really interested to see if the permitted development will come back in in a big way whether there'll be a huge opportunity to repurpose a lot of office space across the uk to deal with the the continued supply and demand equation for residential homes close to big cities so that could be really interesting and that's a huge huge margin available to an investor so that's definitely something we're keeping a close eye on um an investment asset class that i've been really interested in for a couple of years now and is really showing um a lot of potential is logistical and industrial space. If you have a look at the rise of something like Amazon um, that has had a meteoric rise over this last year, industrial space for businesses like that and growing competitors um, and perhaps the UK's own version of some businesses like that might present a lot of opportunity to uh, invest into that type of real estate with good uh, long-term leases in place. So there's still a lot of potential. I just think it's about having a long-term view to, to where the UK will be in maybe five or 10 years. Lovely. So just, just sort of touching on th- that theme there again uh, w- with COVID, I mean, let's look at, for one minute, the, the London residential market. Now, w- when people um, sort of went into the first lockdown, uh, you know, there was the expectation that we'd see a huge drop in the value of of properties that was actually turned out to be completely the opposite, and, and we saw some record rises last year. However, there, there are reports, as, as I mentioned earlier, of people looking to relocate out of London going forward. I mean, how do you see that playing out for London property prices? And I mean, is is it a case that if you're looking at the residential markets, that the, the better uh, the better bet at the moment would be um, those? Sort of typical commuter towns to, to look at at this point in time? Yeah, I think commuter towns are, are very interesting because one of the issues that I think people will face is that other smaller regional towns out of the big cities, Manchester, uh, 
Glasgow, London, big towns, I think that their their smaller economies may face huge unemployment. Um, so that's going to have a significant effect. I mean, we we took a visit to an interesting project in Huddersfield um, last year, and it al- had already suffered suffered immensely from the first lockdown. Um, and I, I think looking at that now, that's a town such as that will potentially be in, in a recession for a long while. So you have to ask yourself the question with the private rented sector, whether that is a stable investment to go into student accommodation in those types of places I, I maybe think need to you need to rethink that but going back to your original question in, with commuter towns yes I think that's a very very sensible outlook um, people will move outside of London for more space um, greenery the same type of infrastructure that they have in central London but London is London it's geographically one of the most important cities, capital cities in the world. It has a, a very established financial services industry. It has huge potential for innovation in the fintech world, looking over to uh, East London and the great work that they're doing there. So London is London. It will always be an extremely important city in the planet. So therefore, property prices will always be relatively stable for the long term. And I think even at the most bullish assessment of prime central London is maybe only predicting maybe a 2 to 3% rise in 2021. So even if there's a small drop, it's still a, an extremely important long-term bet. You don't invest into London for capital growth. That It doesn't exceed other parts of the UK anyway. But as a cornerstone investment in property, it will still perform very well over a 10-year period. So I don't think, I think it would be foolish to think that London is a place that you just don't invest in anymore. Of course. So, of course, we discussed there a number of factors at play in the property market at the moment. Now, you're, you're focused on, on best assets, and, and that's obviously looking at a time where there's um, severe e- economic turbulence there that will present the, these opportunities. We haven't yet seen that in, in, in the property market so far, particularly the residential market. Where, where, when do you actually see this coming? Because, you know, as soon as we went into lockdown, everybody was saying, we're going to see property prices fall. That didn't happen. Of course, we've seen um, rents fall to some extent. Speaking to an estate agent the other day in London, said it's one of the worst rental markets they've seen for for years. Um, but the prices are still remaining elevated. When when do we see this carnage that people may be looking for in, in prices? Is that going to come this year or um, is it something that could be prolonged out further in, into the future? I mean, the, the definition of distressed assets doesn't mean there's like an apocalyptic situation for property prices across the whole of the UK, because that's bad for everyone. That has a knock-on effect all over. Um, there's going to be a percentage of property that you would class as distressed. And it could be something as simple as a developer that's over-leveraged, um, that needs to sell in order to kind of pay back the debt that they've taken out, which means that you get property well below market value, um, but the scheme as a whole still has a lot of potential. That's the kind of thing that we're looking for. We're looking for ways that we can create value. We can incrementally increase rents um, and cash flow of the property over maybe a five year, three to five year period. So when we come out of this, this hell that we're in currently in the next three to five years, we've got a really strong cash flowing building um, that has been repurposed and maybe had a new skin over it. And it's 
increased in value. And that margin there is where we're able to create significant returns for our clients. And also an interesting thing to look at is the bridging market. I think that as a whole, that type of debt play will, will increase heavily. There'll be a lot of people that have equity um, in their properties that I believe will look to bridging as a way of drawing out funds in order to continue financing and continue investing into other property ventures that they're looking at. So I think the bridging market, there was growth of that last year. It grew exponentially, and I think it will continue to become a major debt market in the UK over the next three years. Lovely. So, Thomas, just to uh, to finish off now, um, million dollar question. Property investors uh, based in the in the UK looking at opportunities in the UK in 2021, which would you say is going to produce the better opportunities for longer term investments? Is it going to be the, the commercial sector or the residential sector? It's, it's impossible to have a, a broad answer to that. It's a great question. I wouldn't I wouldn't give one overall answer that people should follow. People have to think about what's right for them. Um, are they investing for growth? Are they investing for cash flow? That's your first question. Is it, is it about receiving income? If that's the case, then you would stick to residential. A lower rental yield is better than rental voids from failure of businesses in the commercial market. Um, I think if you're developing, there's a huge scope um, in converting commercial into mixed use and possibly even permitted development into residential they would need to assess that i think it's going to be a monetary thing above a million pound there's a lot of options for people um i think there's a huge amount of potential in towns outside of london in that commuter belt surrey hertfordshire essex kent um that will have continual growth so if i was an investor um, not thinking with an institutional hat on, I would be looking at where I could acquire property below market value with multiple units. So not looking at just one home, one buy to let. I think that is maybe a difficult play. But if I could look at investing into three or four homes in a town that has um, a lot of growth potential, that has strong economy that can rent well then that would be my advice to people who are who are considering investing into real estate and if they have huge amounts of money um and they can acquire logistical space then i think you you're writing your own return there fantastic thomas thank you very much for joining us today thank you so much for your time and have a great day so just a reminder to uh, to listeners that was thomas balashev who's a managing partner of monta capital thank you very much We hope you enjoyed listening to the UK Investor Magazine podcast. Please do share the podcast and we really value any reviews and comments you leave us in your chosen podcast player. The views presented by the hosts and guests of the UK Investor Magazine podcast are in no way investment advice. And please remember all investment involves risk.